Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Hey. I'm well. How are you? Good. I'm sorry I'm a little late, but my neighbors right next to us are having some sort of patio put in. Oh, so, so um, they were like jackhammering the backyard. I was like, okay, oh. that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So um, they're going to be here for a while, so hopefully they will stop doing whatever they're doing that was really, really loud because it's like right outside my office. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. So, you know, oh, we live funny. in a, a, a neighborhood that's kind of um, – I wouldn't call them zero lots. Like we have a little bit more space in between us, but we're, we're pretty close. You know what I mean? Like the house is in between and so anytime anybody's doing construction or anything like that, you can hear every little thing. So I see. Hopefully it won't be too bad. <laughs> uh, it doesn't bother me. It's fine. Awesome. Okay. So I have the recording on and let me get okay. to notes. First, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm preparing. I start speaking today um, to the Sunward Ministries group again. Okay. So that's today at one o'clock. So I've been at my desk all morning, just going over my notes and all of that stuff. Um, good, good, good. Yeah. So I'm good. How are you? Okay. So I'm good. Let me ask a quick question. Sure. So when you when you do these speaking events and you and you go in there, like this is a this is like a multiple week kind of thing, right? It's not just a one time. Yes, it's the month of May. Month of May. Okay. Yes. So when you're there and you do your your thing, and um, is there any at any point in your conversation with them, are you like inviting them to subscribe to your newsletter or follow you on social media, or share anything that you're saying, you know, on social media profiles? I have not done that yet with them. I guess it okay. was such a different experience for mm-hmm. me last time. A lot of these women are unchurched and um, yeah. really learning, like, right from the get-go. It's like, you know, coming in was maybe re- having received their first Bible and really knowing nothing. Got it. So, okay. I was, so I've been kind of careful about okay. how I disciple them. You know what I so mean? It, so it may be that they just don't have access or that's just not something to introduce in the beginning, right? Right. But this time, this is my second meeting with them, so things may change. I may be able to, you know, slip that in at some point. Okay. And it doesn't have to be, like, super, you know, I don't know, I don't know, spammy is the kind of way I'm thinking, just, you know, kind of an invitation to, you know, if you would like to stay in touch with, me via my newsletter where I provide, you know, more detail or just inspiration or encouragement for you, you can do so here. I mean, that's, you could just say right. something like that and, and give them like the link to your website or hand out like little, maybe at the end, um, hand out okay. like a little 
a little, um, like almost like a survey, you know, where you ask right. them like what they learned, what they loved, you know, what they would recommend. And then you can give them the option to like list their name and email address if they'd like to be added. So you could do it at the end as okay. well, you know, okay. a little right. bit more relationship building. And um, I know it feels a little kind of, icky sometimes, but I think sometimes people just don't think about, oh, I could follow this person more. <laughs> you know, I could continue right. to get information for them. They tend to think of these studies as like finite amount of time. So I think for you and what you're stating about this group, it might be more um, natural for you to kind of do something at the end, you know, like that little right. um, survey. And okay. What's cool, about, what's cool about the survey is then that that allows you to kind of take what they're saying and what they loved and use it, you know, in any sort of promotional efforts going forward. Now, I don't mean like so-and-so said this, right? But like if there's a common theme, you know, where, you know, the attendees loved this aspect or that aspect, you know, that's a lot of times you can use the highlight reel from them and craft it into social media content. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. So it's just always a good idea to, to have some sort of survey um, at the end, you know, asking them to take 10 minutes to fill it out and they'll pick it up at the end on their way out kind of thing. Um, and that ensures you get a little bit of feedback, but also, um, you know, gives you the opportunity to offer them to sign up for the newsletter. And you can even ask them, you know, would you um, be open, like a little checkbox, would you be open to my sharing, you know, your, your highlights? you know, in my newsletter right. or something like that. Just asking permission. Okay. And, and then if they don't give permission, then you take what they say and just totally remove anything that would be identifying <laughs> and just craft it, you know, take the words and craft it into a sentence that is kind of representative of the group as a whole. Okay. Makes sense? Okay. Yes, it does. Okay. Hold on. Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, totally derail you. <laughs> but okay. But, I'm, no, but it's I, a good opportunity, yeah. I'm glad you said that, though, because I did get a call um, last week from somebody. I told you we had changed churches, so I'm sort of uh -huh. getting to know everybody there. Mm -hmm. um, but my son is the worship leader at, at our new church, and he's been there for five years. Mm -hmm. And so I've been playing with him on the worship team a couple times a month, and I'll either play keyboard or sing. And I got a call asking me if I would lead worship for a women's night that they're having. And so I made sure to tell the lady, I said, you know, I would love to do that, but I want to let you know that I'm a writer and a speaker. And I also, you know, I, I teach the Bible. So if, you, if you're ever in need of a speaker, you know, I would be glad to do that for you. Because I think sometimes people, they perceive me because I'm, I'm playing music and then they just sort of put me in that category. And that's not really what I feel so much called to do on a Sunday morning. Yeah. That's great. But um, I am trying to step out of my box and let people know other things that I'm doing, you know, tell them about my blog and thing. That's things. awesome. Okay. Hold on. I think it's efficient today. <laughs> okay. Sign up for newsletter. Okay, cool. No, that's good. And I think, too, it, Honestly, the key to, to that kind of, I mean, typically it's a call to action in marketing terms, but the way you do it doesn't have to be like intrusive or invasive or make you feel kind of gross. Like it's really right. just a, com a conversation because I think, um, really funny, I went to a um, kind of a women's 
it wasn't like a Bible study or anything like that, but we are also in a new church, right? So I'm trying to go to like every possible thing I can possibly do. <laughs> just right. To be, sure. You know, people in the church. And I got a, a random text invite to this, like, it was just like, oh, a bunch of us are gathering to hang out, which between you and me, I was like, oh my God, I would rather stay at home and read a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I know. I'm like Not that too. Because- not because I don't want to get to know the women, but it, it's more it's easier for me to walk into a situation where there's a structure. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's sure. a Bible study or something like that, I'm like, okay, I can handle that. When it's like, just come hang out, I'm like, what does that mean? What do I wear? Do I bring something? <laughs> Are we going to talk about something? What are we going to do? Like, can I wear my pajama? Like, I'm just, I totally <laughs> overwhelmed me. Um, so I texted my friend and I'm like, just tell me what I'm supposed to wear. Seriously, you know, and she's like, oh, just be comfortable. It's no big deal. It's only a few people. So I walk in and it's literally 30 women. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <You know. laughs> so, so I, you know, I calmly got food and sat down and said hi to the people I knew. And I was pretty quiet in the beginning because that's just my nature. But after a while, you know, I was like, okay, this is cool. We're just hanging out and talking. But all to say, um, there were about, I think, eight or nine women in there that I actually knew that I had met. And so we were doing this question thing where they went around and asked, you know, funny questions or deep questions or whatever, just to break the ice. Um, and I realized in answering one of the questions, I, I made reference to what I do. And very casually, because someone was asking me, it, we were talking about the difference between ministering to others and ministering to yourself, like having your own faith walk versus always pouring out into other people. And I realized in that question that none of those women knew what I did, like what my role was, you know, what my job was, what my ministry was. And and I think that sometimes we think people know who we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or especially with social media, you know, like I was connected with a lot of them on social media, but that doesn't mean a, that they go to my business page or even think to, or B, that they see the random updates I post occasionally that talk about my business, you know? And right. so it was just a good reminder to me that sometimes just making sure, you know, you interject, well, this is what I do and this is why it's important to me and, and I would love to help you in that area, you know, even if not necessarily from a client perspective, like one of the gals after she heard, she's like the communications director at the church, Right. And she had no idea what I did. And they've been struggling with social media and reaching people. So it was a natural fit is what I'm trying to say, because I was able to communicate. This is what I do. So it's a good thing for you to do that in in appropriate settings, because we think people know, but they don't always know. You know, they're not on social media or they don't know us or they don't whatever. And so anyway, my whole point is it's a good thing to interject that into your conversations, you know, when appropriate, because. People don't know what they don't know, you know, and once they do right. know, you know, then it kind of a- opens up more natural avenue for you to kind of participate and volunteer and lead in a way that's, that you're gifted in and gives you practice, but it also gives you a little bit of exposure, you know, to a larger audience and stuff like that. Yeah. So, fantastic. Keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So how am I? I'm good. Um, when, did, when did we talk last? Hold on. I know I rescheduled. I can't remember the last. Just a second. Was it before taxes or after? I can't remember. It it was right after, like I think, okay. Like okay. within a okay. couple of days. Okay. So, you know, I think I told you how we got like this crazy tax bill. Yes. And it was, yes. and it, we're good. We're good. It was just funny because, uh, you know, I had this moment of like initial panic 
and it was funny because like I think that we all like I don't know I'm grateful for the ability to have a business that produces the kind of income that produces that kind of tax bill (laughs) right Right. yeah Um, but I had to catch myself for seriously and go wait 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 I can't be so focused on what feels like a consequence when really it's not a consequence, right? It's just me needing to plan better because we had no anticipation that we were going to earn that kind of income from that business last year, you know? Right. So all we can do going forward is set the systems in place that we need to. Um, And so we sat down with our accountant and we figured out this is horrible. We have to put away like 50% of everything I make this year in order to cover last year's taxes and what I'm forecasted uh, to make this year. But that's not a loss. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. a, it's a, it's a privilege. It's just kind of like, ouch, <laughs> you know? Sure. So we're good. We're good. We're good. It was just a little unexpected, you know? Um, right. But having said all that, um, I think for the most part we're doing good because we just had to navigate that. That was a little bit unexpected financial pressure. Um, and then it's the end of school, so um, a little, I think the kids are just ready to be done. <laughs> yeah, my kids are too, and they're little. Yeah, right. yeah. The mornings yeah. are harder, going to bed is harder, everything's just getting, you know, yeah. more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, I think I shared with you that my daughter's boyfriend broke up with her and started dating someone else the same day, Aww. so... Which, you know, I mean, they weren't really boyfriend and girlfriend in the traditional sense because it was very, it was all supervised. Like, we wouldn't let them right. do stuff on their own because they're too young. Um, so, I, honestly, I think he got tired of it <laughs> because all their friends are, like, off doing stuff. It's crazy to me. But anyway, um, they're all alone and they're not supervised. And a lot of the parents don't care what they do. And we're kind of the parents that are like, yeah, no. <laughs> that's right. Not, that's not really age appropriate. But anyway, um, so she's been dealing with that, and then my son um, thinks he doesn't need to be in school, <laughs> so we're dealing with that. Uh, you know, it's just, it's funny. As you know, our kids are wildly different, you know, at least yeah. in my household, and so I have a very social one who gets very hurt, you know, by friends, which is my daughter, in relationships, and then I have my other one who could care less if he have, has friends. He just wants to be with his mama. Um, and he's very, very dry sense of humor that is not always understood, you know. So he gets himself in trouble a lot for being what he thinks is funny. And people just don't get his humor, you know. So right. he, thinks this, he thinks the solution is to come home and homeschool, which I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. So anyway, Aww. that's how we're doing. It's all good. I appreciate you asking. Um, I just, I don't know. I'd never imagine motherhood and parenting would be so wildly different. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like a one-size-fit-all thing until I heard <laughs> that we're completely opposite. <laughs> Aww. <sighs> anyway, okay. Um, let's see. What else? A manuscript. Okay, so I did go through the manuscript. I pulled it out of Scrivener and just kind of combined it just for a little bit of ease of use because it was easier for me to see the flow. Okay. Um, now, I'm, uh, just a few questions before I go into kind of the recommendations. And sure. um, The first thing is sometimes the formatting, like when you pull stuff out, d- doesn't always 
um, I don't know, translate well. Okay. Okay. So I want to make sure I was understanding um, some of the, oh, hold on, um, some of the bolded items. So obviously there's chapters and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but there, there was some content that was like in paragraphs that were bolded. And so yeah. my, question, my question is, um, were those just points you were wanting to highlight as you were writing, or are those specific comments that you feel can be used for kind of that sticky statement aspect, or both? Yes, um, actually both. Uh, some okay. of them, they were shorter, and I went through and did the whole paragraph because I thought, you know, it, it might be hard to understand that out of context or whatever. So I just thought anything that seemed more important to me, I just started to bold thinking we could break them down later. Okay. I just didn't want to miss the statements as I was going through. Okay, no, that's no worries. That's what I thought you were doing. I just wanted to make sure. And, and okay. I kind of based my recommendations off that anyway, so that's good. That's good to know. Okay, okay so um, hold on. We talked about speaking. We talked about networking. Any other random updates before I go into the manuscript? Are you good? I, yeah, I'm good. I, yeah, I don't think so. I think basically it just, um, you know, I, I really feel motivated to do what I need to do for the book. And I tried, okay. I wrote twice last week. I'm, you know, I want to start to try to at least write twice a week. I went from writing, you know, three to four times a week to writing once a week if, because school mm -hmm. is just, the way I've been describing it is like I'm over, like the honeymoon phase with going back to school is over now. And even though mm -hmm. I enjoy it, it's just a lot of work. Yeah, um, yeah. And with the kids, and I'm sort of, I know to stay on pace, I have to go over the summer. And that's going to mean, you know, 5 a.m. waking up before the kids get up. And um, so I'm just, I guess I'm just really trying to manage everything because I feel like God has called me to do this and I want to do all of this. And so mm -hmm. I'm really getting more dependent as I need to be anyway on him to help me to figure out how to get all of this done. <laughs> You know, but the book is definitely a priority for me, but I'm trying to like move the blog along as well, knowing that I need to do that. That's important. That's awesome. Okay. That is perfect. Okay. So from a manuscript perspective, and um, I kind of broke this out into three sections. Okay. So okay. first, you know, just to encourage you, you know, from what I was saying in the email before, the content is fabulous. I had no doubt of that. You know, I think that you have um, a great gift in kind of encouraging and inspiring, but also being very clear about your stories and what um, the, the reader or the person taking the study is supposed to learn from the material. So I honestly, from a content perspective, I thought it was all great, truly. Um, you know, I, I think okay. that if you edit, um, if you, I don't know if you use an editor normally or if you self-edit. I self-edit my blogs. Okay, okay. And that's fine. It's perfectly fine. I really thought that the stories made sense and the flow made sense and just kind of the questions were impactful. And so I actually don't have a whole lot of feedback in that arena. And okay. my feedback, my feedback has more to do with kind of the the format layout and the way you're going to deliver it, um, along with a few recommendations on some of the flow, which we'll go over, um, and then marketing preparation. So I just okay. want to encourage you. You know, the content's great, and I've always felt like that from everything that I've read from you. So I don't think that there's any 
um, anything that stands out there that makes me go, oh, you should change this. Because I think you're writing in your voice and it's, it is distinct and it's unique and you need to continue to do so, right? Because that's what will draw people to you is, is the way you communicate um, what's important to you and that sort of thing. Okay. Okay, so the first thing um, that I was going to go over had more to do with kind of the, the, the format, the cover, and the delivery of this, okay? Okay. So w- was your intent um, to kind of have this be, you know, a, like a PDF, like a downloadable PDF, the way you have the Mercy Waits devotional, or was there another way that you were thinking of delivering this to your readers? Um, well, I... You mean as far as book form? Mm-hmm. Like I want it to be in an actual book. An actual book. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Perfect. Um, uh, and you, all, did... you know, also available for Kindle or whatever, but I want it to be an actual book. No, that's good. That's good. Just, I just wanted to make sure. And then have you looked into um, like how to utilize, I mean, because I know you have the Nothing to Hold But Hope. Right. Book up on Amazon. Okay. So in, in that particular scenario, you use create space. You know, what was yes. your experience with that? Did you love it? Did Were there things about it that were frustrating? How did I you mean, feel that process went? I actually think it went really well. The problem is nobody knows who I am, which is why it hasn't <laughs> sold very well. Right. right. Um, I, I enjoyed using create space. My husband's the technical one, so he really dealt with that whole aspect of, you know, getting it up and, and doing all of that. So really, I know nothing about that, but he never complained about it. He felt like it was a good process, I think. Now, okay. when I talked to um, the Fed agency, when I had told you how they had read a manuscript that I had done before, she mm-hmm. said, I'll never use Create Space, And um, I don't exactly know why she said that, but she recommended not to use that. Mm-hmm. Um and she also said, you know, be so careful about self-publishing because if you have a failed book, I'm not, as she said, if you have another failed book, you'll probably never get picked up. I mean, she was kind of like, it was well, discouraging. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he, here's kind of my thought process. Um, you know, there's a way to utilize self-publishing to, to build an audience. She is correct in that you have to have a strategy behind it. So a lot of um, people that self-publish or um, kind of go a hybrid route, basically it's somewhere in between self-publishing and traditional publishing, they often think that just putting the book up, you know, on Amazon via Create Space is enough and don't do anything else, if that makes sense. Right. So you you can utilize it well. You just have to know how to have a plan. You know, you need you need to have a marketing plan and a promotion plan for it, utilizing the resources that are available to you, right? Right. So like Kindle Direct Publishing through Amazon has a lot of um strategy and promotional efforts you can take part in to help promote the book through the Amazon platform and and, and that might help alleviate, you know, some of the concerns down the road. Because, like, the the number one, I guess, obstacle that you're facing when it comes to the agency or to the literary agent is that they're stating that you need to build an audience and a platform, right? Right, right. So that, that, everything that we're doing is getting you to the point where your content and your website is equipped to position you to do so, right? 
Right. So, so having said that, I think um, just the Amazon Kindle Direct platform might be a viable option for you because of the promotional efforts they have and because there's documented evidence of how to use those programs from a strategic perspective, right, um, to kind of get the book out in front of people and stuff like that. You're, you're going to get conflicting, um, I don't know, advice or recommendations from literary agent to literary agent, if that makes sense. So yeah. I, would, I wouldn't take it as, oh, you should never, ever, ever do it, because I personally know authors, some of my clients who have used self-published material in order to leverage a contract down the road. It, it can happen. You just have to know how to do it and, and to build an audience in that, in that manner. Now, what she meant by a failed book is because the book is listed on Amazon, publishers will have access to sales for that particular right. book. So, you know, when they're looking at uh, signing contracts, they will look at, you know, past sales on anything that has been published. Um, but my philosophy is everybody has to start somewhere, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and they know that. And so even if you have a book, you know, that maybe didn't sell as well, they're also going to be able to see your efforts towards improving that. So if you have a second book, in this case, this one or study that comes out and we can show documented growth across your platforms, whether it's social media, your newsletter, your website and sales, they're going to see that you're improving in that area and that you're continuing to build a relationship with your readers. So no one book that hasn't sold well is going to completely tank your chances of, of becoming connected with a traditional publisher. So okay. again, I mean, there's, I know, do you know who Mary DeMuth is? Do you yes. follow her work? Okay. Yes, so Mary, Mary is a perfect example of she's had wildly successful books from a selling perspective and she's had others that haven't. But that doesn't deter, you know, she's still, she has a new book coming out with a publisher. <laughs> so right. you, you, you got to think through long term, you know, are you continuously showing growth? Are you continuously, um, you know, seeking to understand your audience and market to your audience? And are you employing strategy to release every new product? And every time you do that, you know, you're going to have growth. You're going to have results. So. I think a lot of publishers nowadays, like when I had conversations with them about what they wish their new authors were, would learn, you know, I ask them all the time. Their comment is, I wish they could understand how to continually engage an audience and keep it. That's what okay. they want now. Whereas a lot of times, a lot of times before it used to be just solely numbers. And there's a lot of um, bloggers, let's use that as an, as an example, who have high following, high numbers, high engagement, and they've tried to turn that blog content into books, thinking naturally that it would sell, and it hasn't, right? Because okay. readers are becoming more discerning. They want quality. They want great work, and they want a relationship with the author. It's not just about the number of people that are following you. It's about are those people that are following you, are they your ideal audience, which is what we're getting into starting to work on? Does it make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So having said all that, you know, part of my role, you know, as you continue to work on the manuscript is to kind of help you craft um, 
the website content, the newsletter content, and the way the book is being delivered to give you the most impact and hopefully the most increase in those areas, especially in reaching um, the, the audience that you really want to serve, the passionate audience that needs what you have to say versus just anybody who's clicking to get a free download. You know, you don't want those people right. because they're not going to be engaged with you. They're going to mess up your newsletter rankings, right? If you send a newsletter yeah. out to a bunch of people that don't really care what you have to say, it's going to mess up your open rate. It's going to mess up, you know, whether they're actually clicking through and reading your material. So my growth strategy is always get really solid on who you are, on what you're saying, on making sure your content is um, set up in a way that your readers understand that about you. That's what, what the categories were about. And then crafting all your content around that so that we can consistently give your audience the right messaging every time and draw people that want that messaging versus just trying to add people willy-nilly all over the place, you know? Right. We want, because we want them to stay with you long-term. Okay. Okay. So having said that, um, I would definitely look at just the Kindle Direct program and which you can do just Kindle and you can also do print, you know, on demand, as you know. Um, and then, hold on, I lost my place in the notes. I have an example in our notes that I want you to look at. Hold on, let me see okay. if I can, just a second. Open, open, open. I'm going to email this to you really quick. I put this in the notes, but I'm just going to send it to you really quick because I want you to look at it on Amazon. Okay. This is an example of um, a ministry that used to do um, really just blog posts and studies way back in the day. And they have evolved towards um, – first they did their kind of own homegrown studies. They just kind of created their own thing and sent it out a little bit like the PDF, you know, version. Okay. And now they've evolved to having um, a consistent branded study that's basically they do their studies on different topics. And so they release this uh, probably, I don't know, once a quarter at this point, they have some version of a study going out. Okay. And um, the reason I'm using this as an example for you, and, and, and tell me when you get it, it's the book of Job, um, one chapter a day okay. from Courtney Joseph, who is part of a ministry called Good Morning Girls. I just sent it to you. Okay, I haven't got, oh, there it is. Okay. I'm clicking over now. Okay. Okay. So this particular item um, is a kind of a, a journal version that they've created. And she has like a particular, um, I don't know, way to study the Bible that she likes to use and that she's te taught her girls. Okay. Okay. And what I, what I love about the way they've set all this up um, first of all, has to do with the overall branding. So if you scroll down a little bit on that Amazon page um, to where it says um, customers who bought this item also bought, 
Yes. You're, you're going to see, um, I think, all of these, not all of them, but most of them are hurts. So you can immediately pick up on the branding. Do you see what I mean? Like yes. they have some similar covers, similar um, font, um, and it's a very clearly, they very clearly go together, right? Right. Um, and even in this, you can see one of the older ones. So the one that says Job that has some guy on a mountain. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you you can tell you can tell when they switch the branding, right? Right. Now, first thing is um, th- this particular branding with the guy on the mountain is probably I haven't purchased it, but it's probably the same material, but tailored to men. So the way they they structured it was to appeal to a guy, right? And right. The, the other ones are to appeal to the women, the Good Morning Girls, the ministry that they, they basically have at this point. And again, there's consistent branding, consistent logo, consider, consistent look and feel to the study themselves. So for you, I think that, that this is kind of a goal that we're going to have, right? Because okay. um, even to the point where the first book that you have we might consider, I need to actually buy it. I haven't done it yet. And I'm going to buy it because I want to see what it looks like on the Kindle. So don't, I don't need you to send me the word draft or anything like that. Okay. But, but it might be part of your branding process is kind of rebranding the look and feel of the covers and maybe a little bit of the formatting of the content you have so that they're consistent. Okay. So, and so that we can, Yeah, and so that we can offer them kind of as a, not a package deal, but if people pick up one and see that there's others with a similar look and feel, their natural inclination is to go pick that up as well, right? Okay. Because they're going to they're gonna think, oh, that goes together, which, which it does. I mean, it doesn't have to be exact same topics either. It just, it's meant to be kind of a ministry offering versus a standalone offering. Okay. Um, the other the other cool thing about these is you can kind of click on the cover and flip through a few of the pages. It doesn't have everything, right? But I wanted you to see an example of um, a little bit of a, a structure, okay? So what you have is, is great, but again, my job is to help you make it a little bit better, like from a right. reader, reader perspective in terms of a flow. So my recommendations um, beyond taking a look at the branding for the cover and making sure it's consistent have a lot to do with with the just the internal flow. Okay. Okay. So what I have down on here um, really has to do with thinking through your material and how you could separate it in a way that makes sense to your readers. So right now you have... Um, let me, let me open up your document again. Where is introduction? Okay, so it looks like you have a verse, you know, or some sort of quote, and then you have your kind of your explanation and your story. You have um, a few items here and there that are like pull-out quotes, the things that you've bolded. Um, and then at the end, for the most part, you have the questions the questions that you want them to read and review. So that's pretty much the structure of each chapter, right? Right. Okay. So sorry, I'm looking through like five different things. Okay. So what I was recommending is you've got to think through, um, like one of the things you told me a couple weeks ago is you didn't want to like overwhelm your readers. You wanted them to have kind of a clear path, right? Right. And so, and so 
my first recommendation is thinking through um, maybe at the beginning of the chapter and creating um, like three key areas that your potential readers will struggle with as it relates to that chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, in chapter, let me scroll again. I've made these notes on the document. Give me just a minute. Where does chapter one start? You know, so preparing to walk the land. You know, you have and the wisdom from C.S. Lewis, and you have the psalm in there, and then you go straight into um, kind of your teaching on that subject, which is fabulous, okay? So what I'm saying is maybe start each chapter with, um, you know, this chapter is for you if you struggle with X, Y, or Z. And in okay. this chapter, or in this chapter, we're going to learn how to overcome those areas in these three ways. Does that make sense? It's almost like you're setting yeah. up the chapter for them. Okay. Um, and then in terms of um, the flow of the chapter. There's a couple of different ways to kind of break up the content a little bit because right now, um, it, I mean, it's pretty, I guess, text heavy, if that's the word. Like, it makes sense to me. I understand what you're doing, but you're, you want your readers to be able to, like, look at something and go, okay, I, I can focus on this section and I can focus on that section. Almost like taking them on a little bit of a journey. And there's a few ways you can do that, okay? So if you have okay. three, three areas the readers are going to struggle with um, and the solutions, you can break up the actual chapter content based on those areas, right? So if you say, you're, you know, you struggle with, I don't know, fear. We'll say fear, just as an example. Um, you can have a subheading that addresses that and then break your content into addressing that specific struggle. Does that make sense? And then the next struggle and the next struggle. Um, so it's almost taking the content and breaking it apart into subheadings that are like clear, actionable, like paragraphs where the reader can go, okay, I struggle with that. And here's the answer and here's the supporting quotes, documentation, and lesson, you know, that, that Jen wants me to learn. Like it's, it's almost like bite size instead of a whole entire chapter to okay. give them some, some structure. The other way you can do this, if, that, if that's a little too, um, too much to try to reorganize the content in that manner, is you might consider looking at the questions at the bottom and, and seeing if it makes sense to integrate them into the chapter versus having them all at the end. Okay. okay. And, like, I don't know if you've ever done a Beth Moore study, but her structures yes. are similar to that. Okay, so that's okay. kind of what I'm talking about is, is giving them a chance to read through something, process and answer, and then kind of moving on to the next step. Um, because I think sometimes, like, and, and I don't know, maybe it's just personality or attention span or what, <laughs> but when people are faced with um, um, text that, is deep and it's good. Um, sometimes there's a tendency to wander, like in your mind. Do you know what I mean? Like it's right. focused. So what I'm trying to to help you do is maybe craft it a little bit to help them stay focused. And this also helps you from a marketing perspective, right? Because right. these these three key areas that you identify and and the three rate ways readers will learn to overcome, those are how those are ways we can turn. 
um, the book itself into content down the road, right? Okay. Whether it's a, a newsletter, whether it's a blog post or just a social media post, we can use those um, to create promotional material to draw people to actually purchasing the, the book with the study in it. Okay. Okay. So it's just, a, it's just teaching you to get in the habit of um, anticipating the obstacles that your readers will face, showing them right away, this is, how, you know, this is what I'm going to do to answer these, and then taking them on that journey and keeping them engaged so they'll actually finish, you know, right. and, and, and really, really um, dig deep. And, 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 and I, I'm just going to give you a disclaimer. Some of this is a little bit of how I process. This is this has always been my nature is to gravitate towards studies that are broken up a little bit more. Okay. But I think but I think ultimately it's because it forces your readers to dive deeper and not skim. And you have said repeatedly you really want them to grasp and understand the foundation of what you're trying to teach, you know, right. and to understand how um, they can apply what you're teaching to learn the Bible and that sort of thing. And so that's kind of the angle I'm coming from is, is, is helping you craft it to where people will um, really finish the material and understand what each section is and how it applies to them, but then also how you can turn that into content for yourself when it comes to promotion beyond, you know, just writing a blog post saying, hey, I have this book coming out and, and this is why you should buy it. Right. Okay. Well, I really like this idea because I think it take, it sets it apart from being just a book um, mm-hmm. and sort of transforms it into a Bible study because there are mm-hmm. lots of books that you can buy with chapter discussion questions at the end. They're not necessarily studies, though. Yeah. And it, truthfully, because I've never – I've written sermons and things because I speak and I teach, but I've never written an actual Bible study book. So mm-hmm, that gives mm-hmm. me some idea – and how to transform it that direction, you know? Yeah. And there's a, I'll put this in my notes as well, but there's a, there is a discussion about this in my Christian writer shop talk group. And, and one of my um, established authors, so she already has had a book come out. It did very, very well. And she's doing her second book. And she was asking a question about this, about how to structure discussion questions and that sort of thing in her manuscript for the most impact. And so um, I'll just throw that in there so you can read it. And, is this Gen- was this Jennifer Dukesley? It was. Is she the did one that, that? Okay, I think mm-hmm. I did. I think I read okay. through that one actually. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll include oh. it if you want to reference it again. But this this okay, is a very great. specific question because she, you know, and she and I talk about it offline because I I did her book launch for her first book, and okay. I think um, ultimately um, it, there was some great feedback in there. You know, because I think. Okay. When you're thinking about just how the market is inundated right now <laughs> with books <laughs> and studies right. and all sorts of things, you know, I, as a reader, um, it's almost like our attention spans are getting shorter. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, the, mine are. And the, <laughs> and the, well, really, and the deeper the material is or the more thought-provoking or the more it makes you really, I don't know, open your Bible. <laughs> that sounds horrible, but it's true. Um, you know, it's just, it, it, it almost needs to be broken apart in ways that feel manageable. So they don't have that kind of psychology mentality going on if I don't have time to do this. Right. Right. So, again, it's a little bit of a strategy within the manuscript to encourage them to keep going and to make it a little bit more manageable for them and just the way it's laid out and the way it's written. Right. Okay. 
that was my main um, piece of feedback when it came to the to formatting is the content is fabulous. Um, but just thinking through how you can break it apart for your readers, you know, in a flow process. Um, number one, it benefits them and encourages them to finish. And number two, it allows you down the road to kind of easily figure out how to market it um, while you're doing the manuscript. Right. Okay. 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 So I have that in here. And then from a marketing prep standpoint, even though that's technically, that is part of what we were just talking about, but this is a little bit more specific from your traditional marketing. Um, one of, a few of the things we're going to have to work on um, once the manuscript is officially finished, but I wanted to just have this in your head okay, while, while you're continuing to write and thinking about it, is we're eventually going to have to create um, lead magnets or content upgrades that tie into this, this book, the study, and the categories that we had you do last time. Right. Okay. okay. So you don't have to figure it out right now, but I'm just telling you like that's part of the process of where we're going. So once the manuscript is kind of solid and we've got the flow right and it's kind of in final editing and formatting and all that, um, all of these changes will help us do this other stuff quickly. Okay. Okay. So like I wrote down just a few random ideas that we can revisit later um, and we'll need to revisit later because it needs to be done off the final, final manuscript. But, you know, for example, um, you could have, you know, prayer or scripture cards. That could be a lead magnet, you know. And, and what okay. I mean by that is, like, at the end of a blog post where you're talking about, you know, one of your categories, um, you can state, um, you know, if you would like further support in this area, if this is something you struggle on, you know, sign up for my newsletter and you'll receive these prayer cards. Okay. Okay. Um, the next blog post might be a lead magnet that's a checklist or a quiz. You know, how do I determine if I'm struggling in this area? Well, sign up for my newsletter. <laughs> Take this quiz and you'll get an answer. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's just right, different yeah. ways. They're all going to the same newsletter. It's all, it's, they're not going to get, like, different whatever. <laughs> you know, they're all right. going to the same place. It's just using different ways to, to draw people to you and to that newsletter. Okay. You can do a down the road, we could do a contest, you know, and um, those are actually great. And again, I, I like to do them very specifically tailored to your ministry. Okay. So I'm not going to have you give away some random something that makes no sense, but um, really thinking through complementary products or resources um, that you love, you know, maybe it's something you love when you're studying the Bible or that was really helpful to you when you were starting out or, your favorite Bible or your favorite pens or whatever, you know, just stuff okay. like that. You know, one of your lead magnets can be a monthly contest, you know, where right. we figure out what it is you want to give away. Um, and it kind of, there's, there's kind of a finesse to that, right? Like most people don't really care if you're giving away a free ebook. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> you know, right. but, but if you're giving away something that's meaningful to you as the author and that will help them achieve whatever goals it is that you're trying to teach them to achieve, you have a better chance of drawing people to that giveaway. And then the key requirement for um, entering the giveaway is to be on your newsletter. Okay, so we'll work okay. on that stuff later, but I'm just giving you ideas. Okay. Um, you know, and we're going to need to look at, you know, video teaching per chapter. And there's a couple okay. of different ways. There's a couple of different ways you can do this. And um, we can do it to where at the back of the book, there's just a link to subscribe to the newsletter. 
surprise, surprise, to receive, (laughs) you know, complimentary videos that support each chapter. And it could be like 10-minute videos that you do that we put in, you know, MailChimp as like an email campaign, you know, address. Like basically there's an automation version of MailChimp that's not you monthly newsletter. It's where they sign up and then, you know, I don't know, once a week or whatever frequency you set up, they get an email with the video or you can give it to them okay. all at once, whatever. Um, but that's a, an example of giving them um, additional resources to dive deeper with the purchase of the book in the city. Okay. Um, at the same time, you know, I would probably have you do many teaching sessions. It's basically the same thing, but the purpose of these is for promotion. So instead of doing a 10 to 15 minute teaching video, you would do a video that answers one key question and gives one answer from each chapter. So we're talking like a minute max. Okay. Okay. And the purpose of these is solely for promotion because we can create ads with those on Facebook. We can post them on Facebook, you know, as, um, um, what's the word, video content. And we can even explore later on down the road things like live streaming. You know, that's where Facebook Live comes in because most people have access to that now. I'm not sure if you've seen everybody's faces popping up. I have. Yeah, I have. There's a reason for that because Facebook is integrating and they're trying to compete with things like Periscope and Blab and YouTube. So they're, they're basically trying to keep people on their platform. So everything that we do from a promotional standpoint has to take into account what's important to Facebook right now, especially. So if live stream um, and video is important to them right now, that's how we have to create your marketing. You see what okay. I mean? Because yeah. because that's what they're going to show more of. They're not going to. They're starting to like temper down on um, links that go to external websites. So we'll talk about that later. And there's a way we're going to have to format your posts to be. Um, what's the word? They have um, instant articles coming, which I don't know how much you read into all of this, but instant articles are a way to format your blog post. But when people click on it, it, it doesn't take them to your website. They stay in Facebook, and it's formatted a specific way. And they can still sign up for your newsletter and stuff like that. But Facebook, is their goal is to keep people on their platform. Okay, So, mm-hmm. again, we, we have to adjust some of the marketing to utilize the resources they're rolling out because they're going to show people more of the live streaming and the videos and the, um, uh, the instant articles, the Again, that's part of marketing is you have to adjust to whatever your most engaged platform is using. You right. have to, okay. or they won't show it. So anyway, um, I have still on here the creating the pullouts um, in the manuscript and the sticky statement. And so, for example, all those items that you bolded, um, you know, again, when, when the study is laid out and formatted, you really are trying to not have it be so blocky or like all this text and then questions. So we've talked about headings, we've talked about maybe interspersing the questions, and then some of these things that you've highlighted that are longer, you know, we can pull them out into a box, you know, on the side, you know, as a key point, that sort of thing. And again, we use those later for um, social media as well. And the last thing I put on here is thinking through, um, do you know someone in person? And you could have do one chapter, almost as like a pre 
focus group, for lack of a better word, and then interview them about they, what they learned from that one chapter. And it could be a video interview or it could be like a written, like a Q&A. That's an, a really quick way to create um, uh, promotional material in advance that highlights real people who have already gone through your book beyond the book launch stuff. Does that make sense? Like it's just yes. a, way, a way for you to um, show real people using your material and how it's affecting them. And the reason I say one chapter is because you're automatically removing an obstacle, which is a lot of people who go through these things say, oh, I don't have time to do the whole thing. And they may not have the time to do whole, the whole thing. But if we get, I think there were 20 chapters, if that's right. Um, if we get 20 people, then we, we can have our launch team focus more on just sharing content versus trying to take them all through a pretty intensive study be, because they'll lose steam. Does that make sense? Right. Like we yeah, want, that's a great we, idea. We want your launch team to focus a lot on actually promoting the material and not right. getting so, not getting so. And, and this is the hard thing with with um, study or books that have more of a study aspect to it. Is like now when I have launches that have that aspect, I actually don't usually take them through the book anymore because they just they get exhausted. You know, <laughs> six weeks in right. and they're they're like, this is awesome. Okay, I'm done now. And I'm like, no, wait, 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 wait. You still need to promote. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So so now with those, I just give them like key questions each week and um, with key items to share that relate to the book. Um, but I don't force them to go through the study as a group because the point of your launch team is to launch your book, you know, and, and still have interaction with you and engagement with you um, through things like videos and training and special access and all that. Um, but we don't want them so overwhelmed with trying to do the study that they get burned out and then don't actually do the promotion part, which is what we need them to do. So Okay. My way of combating that has been more along this line of, you know, thinking through when we're doing this content creation, you know, can we create these almost a one-off testimonials per chapter? And again, it can be you interviewing someone in person. It could be like a written Q&A thing. Um, the point is just to have different people do a chapter um, so that we can integrate that into promotional efforts before the book is actually released. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's just to give you an idea of kind of where we're going. And this is a list that will definitely evolve and we'll add things and subtract things or whatever, depending on time. Um, okay. But that's kind of, that this is, this is why we're doing so much work in the beginning of looking at the manuscript and pulling out the content. And then we're going to be headed more towards um, integrating a lot of that into your overall ministry. And then, of course, every time you release a book, you're just going to go through the same process. You see what right. I mean? Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, so that was the main thing I wanted to cover. Do you have any questions about any of that? Did that all make sense to you? Um, that all makes sense, yes. So when okay. you talk about one person, like one chapter at a time, one person at a time, are these mm -hmm. people that, are these like blog tour people? Are these like real people that I know that have nothing to do? Like, because the people that I know, I could get a lot of women to probably mm -hmm. go through it, but mm -hmm. they're, they don't have any social media influence. They're just normal people. We, you know we can do, well, we can do a mix. And to be honest, there's a benefit to having just normal people, right? Okay. You, again, think from the audience perspective. Your readers are used to being inundated from people promoting other people's stuff. 
right? Right. Bloggers and whatever. And so, I mean, I would almost rather we have a mix. I mean, yes, part of what I'll do is I'll kind of think through, okay, who could we reach out to that could, that, that like the chapter they um, read and review is applicable to the audience. We'll integrate both. But I do think there needs to be a good mix of just regular day-to-day people that are not, okay. um, I don't know, just, I think that sometimes people get turned off by um, just constant promotion from bloggers. Yes. You know, right. it kind of, it kind of, um, I think that a lot of the bloggers are honest and genuine, you know what I mean? But like there's one person in particular I'm thinking of that's a fabulous writer, but most of the website has become paid sponsored posts from publishers. Uh, Do you see what yeah. I mean? Right. And it's like, and it's like people buy the books that that, that person is promoting, but their, their input into it is like a paragraph introducing. And then it's whatever the, the author that's being promoted has written. And then there's a little link that says, you know, thanks to so-and-so publisher for sponsoring this post. And I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it because I, I, every time one of those comes up, I go and watch the rankings of the book because I'm curious. I'm curious at what point, what is the tipping point where people are like, okay, when are you going to write again? Right? Right. Yeah. You. <laughs> You're an author too. And so it's just interesting to me. But all to say, there, you need a mix. You need real people in real life that you know um, or, you know, that are kind of in the community that you have access to. And you need a balance of bloggers that have an audience that would resonate with whatever chapter they're going to review. So we'll work on it. I'm just okay. telling you that that's, that's coming. Okay. 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 So we have, to get the manuscript, we have to get the manuscript done first. Right. Okay. So from a next step perspective, um, again, we kind of inserted the manuscript into this, but the next call, um, what we're going to talk about specifically is your website and social media branding. And what I mean by that is is visual. So kind of the look and feel of the website and look and feel of social media. We need need to talk a little bit about just your, um, what's the word, like, like, do you feel like your tagline fits you still, for example? Because, like, when you go to your website, it's your name, the URL, but then it says a girl on the doorstep, okay? Right. So do you feel like that fits where you're going and what you're writing about? You know, is that something that we need to evaluate? And um, I think, well, I have my own opinions, but I want you to think about it before okay. our next call. <laughs> okay. And really and really pray through it, okay? Because okay. I'm not talking about making drastic changes to your website because I'm always trying to be cost um what's the word? focused or effective. Cognitive, right. cognitive, okay. you know, aware of it. Um but there are definitely things that we could do to make it clearer um what you're really about. Okay. Okay. So from the outside looking in, if I were just to come across you, I you know, to me this implies um uh, a casual blog. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? It's it not does, that you're, yeah. it's not your, I'm not even talking about your content. I'm just talking about someone coming across you. Okay. And you've got to remember like, like if your purpose is to move forward kind of in the professional aspect of kind of ministry and all that kind of stuff from speaking and writing, people need to understand that that's what you're about when they get to your website immediately right so so just maybe having a little bit of a home page aspect will solve that problem and okay and then because right now it basically goes to your blog it does right right? 
Okay, so maybe all we need to do is just instigate a little bit different homepage um, okay. that kind of highlights the different areas of your ministry. Really think through the tagline, okay, because okay. a girl on the doorstep to me, again, um, implies your personality, like your warmth and your hospitality. It does not necessarily imply to me what I would get from reading from your site. It doesn't seem congruent to me. Does that make sense? Okay. It makes perfect but, sense, yeah, okay. compared to where I was when I began the blog. Because exactly. at the beginning, I wasn't, I didn't even go by jenniferkosick.com. It ju- mm-hmm. it was months, it was years later when I thought, people should probably know my name. <laughs> you well, know? And this is not, this is not a criticism. This is an, you're evolving. Okay. Right. And in the, the same way that when I, I had lindsayhearts.com for years because I used to blog. That's how I started. And when I had to sit down and think through, okay, what is it I need to adjust? The first thing I needed to change was my website. Because, I mean, actually, I don't even blog anymore, which is kind of funny, but I'll, I'll be getting there. Um, but, you know, when you go to my website, it's about my, my, the ministry I do through business. That is what I'm about, okay? So in your case, that's kind of what you need to, to focus on going forward. The girl on the doorstep reference can definitely be in your about section. These images are great. Even the picture of you and the flowers, that can be used kind of in an about me section in, in terms of describing who you are and what's important to you and the feeling and the warmth you want to convey. But from a ministry perspective, we do need to look at having a solid homepage and kind of looking at the layout a little bit to, to add the professionalism you need from a visual branding mm-hmm. perspective. Okay. Right. And it can, it can be as simple as like you're, let's see, you're in, are you in WordPress? You I are, am. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. It could be as simple as having a new header made um, and just adding a homepage element to your website that then directs to this as your blog. Do you see what I mean? It doesn't have yeah. to be like crazy expensive or anything like that. Okay. Um, and the, the only other thing that I would recommend um, is it, it says on here, custom blog design by Royal, Royal Daughter Designs on Genesis Framework. So you're using Genesis Framework. Um, I will look into that before our next call. But one of the things I am going to recommend is that you see if we can transition to a widescreen versus the narrow. Okay, And what I mean okay. by that is when you open your website, you've got that, those bars down the side, like the colored background. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I'm, um, I'm actually clicking on it right now so that I yeah, okay. okay, I know what you're saying. Okay. okay. Okay, so that just screams blog. Does that make sense? Right. So yeah. it needs to be it needs to be the wider um where it's kind of going from edge to edge. And some of this is just changes in design to be honest. Okay. Um but if we kind of have it maybe kind of white from edge to edge and spread out the content a little bit and it's still mobile responsive, which is really really important. Um, it'll just kind of um, open up the space a little bit to look more like a ministry website versus your standard blog. But it, it, it's probably possible in your in your Genesis theme. I just need to go look it up because I haven't used Genesis in a while. Okay. Okay. But again, my, my point is I don't ever – I'm not going to come to you and go, hey, you need a $5,000 website redesign. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to look at what you have and, and kind of make the tweaks we can, you know, as, in a cost-effective way as possible. So I really think that you'll probably need, like, some sort of new header 
And even okay. the colors, the coloring is fine to me too. It's very warm. You know, it's just, you know, making sure that the, when you first come on, people think, oh, this is a ministry, right? Right. Not, not just a, um, you know, casual blog or whatever. Right. From a look and feel. And, and again, that totally makes sense. And think to the congruency. Like your content is hard hitting in a good way. It's deep in a good way. Okay. Um, and so like the impression that I get when I come here is, oh, you know, it'll be a fluffy blog about whatever. And, but that's not. It's not what it is. And that's a good thing. That helps you stand out. And there are a lot of blogs out there that are just stream of conscious thought. <laughs> you know, that don't really need to be out there. And and so you need your, your branding to be, to kind of elevate to what you actually are headed into. Or, right. Or what, what, really what you're already in, but what you're headed into. And, and I know that this sounds, sense. and I know it probably, it sounds so, ugh, but it makes an impression, you know, right. to, be, to potential event planners and churches and stuff like that. You need to be able to present to them that this is a serious business you're involved in, that it's not something you're just doing on the side. And I don't, I don't know what it is about psychology or colors or marketing or whatever, but it's just when you come across a well-designed website that highlights, um, this is my ministry, this is what I'm about, and this is how you can get in contact with me to, to serve you. You know, it just um, automatically builds a little bit of trust in you and, and trust in your ability. Do you see what I mean? Right. Yes. Okay. So anyway, we'll work on that. Okay. And then um, social media branding and website branding kind of go hand in hand, right? So anything that we right. do on the website, we'll need to carry over into your social media profiles. Um, and then we do need to go over your survey results, but I get the feeling that call next week might be a little bit longer. So we'll try to get to it, but if we okay. don't, you know, we'll move it to the next one. Okay. Okay. Cool. That sounds good. Okay. Do you have any um, specific prayer requests beyond um, editing? I would say just for the, uh, well, these speaking engagements, you know, mm -hmm. um, starting today and then, you know, throughout the month of May because that's important to me. And then, um, you know, as I continue to, to work on the manuscript and, and make these changes that I would be able to be focused, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just okay. clear, clear as I'm, as I'm doing it. Cause sometimes I, I get overwhelmed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, and I feel overwhelmed, I think because of school and everything else, but this is, you know, I'm going to school because I'm doing this. And so it all sort of has to meet and come together. And so if I'm overwhelmed, that's okay, but I want it to be in a good way. I want it to propel me, you know, forward rather than mm -hmm. just stop me from doing everything because I'm overwhelmed, if that makes yeah. sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's also why I structure, I mean, if you think about, I, I, we have a long time together. And I think sometimes, um, like, I try to only give you, like, the next two steps you need in between each call, right. right? For that exact reason. Because I know that sometimes in the beginning it can feel a little bit slow moving, to be honest, because we're talking, 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 talking. <laughs> and it's like, okay, when are we gonna start doing something? Well we're about to get to that, just so you know. And um, but we kinda <laughs> we kinda have to to have those conversations because in the beginning what I'm trying to do is help implement really small tweaks you can make quickly 
um, that will help immediately while we're working on the longer term goals of right. what we need to do. So once we get the website um, branding piece done, most of the majority of our next months are going to be on content. You know, like what you're writing on the website, you know, how do you adjust the content you have already to be more in line with your branding, and, um, you know, how you have like a specific social media plan and strategy based on the new content and look and feel and all that. Um, and then, again, continuing to work on the manuscript aspect of how you take that information and turn it into content because, um, again, with the videos and um, just kind of the questions per chapter and stuff like that, those are ways that we're going to start trying to draw readers into you now before we ever even get to, hey, by the way, this is coming out. You want to buy it? Right. <laughs> you know, the, the point is to have the visual branding set and the clear message set of your website before we start building the list because we don't want to confuse them by changing stuff in the middle. We want to have that set, and then we would just want to focus all our efforts on getting the right audience to you. And then they know what they're supposed to do and what they're supposed to expect from you and what you're about because we've already set that all up. Right. Okay. Okay. So cool. I guess the last question that I have um, would be, because this is something I worry about. I know you said the content is, is clear and, and concise and all of that. Is it boring or is that what breaking up the chapters is going to help with? Because no, I, 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 want, I really want to provide something that's going to help people. I don't want it to be like, this is, too no, deep I don't, or too, no, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't think it's boring at all. I just think it needs to be separated a little bit to keep attention. And when I say okay. keep attention, I don't mean anything's wrong with your content. I mean that right. we're trying to anticipate the needs of readers and we're trying to right. overcome obstacles so they'll finish. So it absolutely was not boring at all. Um, it okay. was just text heavy. Um, okay. So, and, you know, I just, you got to think through your own experiences when you're reading something or when you're doing a study. And if there's too much text, like, it's just natural to have your mind wander. So what we're trying to right. do is keep their focus. Okay. You know, by just taking the great content you have and structuring a little bit so there's a little bit of a break in between kind of the main categories that you're wanting them okay. to learn in that particular chapter. And remember, chapters in and of themselves should have a redemptive arc, right? Right. And, of course, the book as a whole should have that. But it, each chapter itself should also have that flow to it. You know, so okay. just think through when you're thinking through the questions per chapter and think through, okay, how do I have a redemptive arc in this chapter and what obstacles would people face and what journey can I take them on? And then filter the content around that structure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess cool. um, so much of it is that I just, I struggle with the whole, like, I really, I feel like I'm a speaker. I'm still struggling with the fact that am I a writer? Like, mm -hmm. if you open up my book, is my book going to look like this is just somebody who wants to be a writer or is this a writer? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Because I want to use my gifts the best way I can is, I guess, what I'm saying. Well, and if it helps you, think through how you craft your speaking engagement, right? right? Like how right. do you, what structure do you place in that framework to create a speech, you know? Um, right. And it, it may easily translate. So if you've never documented that, like how do I do this? What do I try to cover? How do I have a flow of my speech? Just think through it in kind of a bullet point format and then look at it and go, okay, how could I apply the, that, those steps? 
to the way I'm writing each chapter of the book. You right. see what I mean? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so your homework okay. is going to be your homework is going to be um, specifically to, to just do what I just said, come up with an example structure, and then um, or and, and again, this is depending on timing. Okay, but I really want you to think through for each of the chapters, identifying the, the key areas that they struggle with and and how that cha- chapter will help them. That redemptive okay. arc that we were talking about. Um, that is something that you could send me to uh, – hold on, I spelled redemptive wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, that is something that you could just send me like in a, a one-page document, you know, chapter one here, chapter two here, and I'll read through it and give you feedback. And then the longer homework would be going back, and once we've got that situated, going back in and separating out the chapters, you know, because you'll have to okay. do that in, in Scrivener or however you want to do it. Um, okay. And then sending me, you know, the final, once all that's done, sending me the final one so I can walk through it one more time. So do you think that's realistic to get done? Um, um, like in I what time it, frame? I think I'll need at least two weeks, but I think I can okay. do it in two weeks. Okay, okay. Because I know I moved our call a little bit, so I want to make sure right. that we get in our other two calls. Okay, so let's see. What is today? May 3rd. I don't know about you, but I feel like these months are going. Oh, I know. It's flying. Okay. I'm wondering. Now I'm dropping everything. Sorry. Okay. Well, why don't we do the call for the, for the two weeks, um, which is in like the week of May 16th. Okay. And then we can schedule, and this is totally up to you. I mean, we can schedule like two, like a call a week the next two weeks. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Because, that would be great. Okay. Because we'll be going over the social media branding aspect in the survey during those two times. So there wouldn't necessarily be a ton of homework per se. Okay. Okay. And um, more just, here's what you can change quickly and how. And then that way we can get the calls in. Um, and then that should give you enough time to, to do the manuscript changes. Um, the only thing that I ask is, like, if we're going to have the call the week of May 16th, um, I want to make sure I'm able to review it before our call, like, in enough time. Okay. So maybe that week we can just have the call, like, a little bit later, you know, like a Wednesday okay. or something, if you can get it to me like that at Monday. And then okay that way. So you think way. you need like two days, three days? I mean, how many days in uh, advance would you like to have? Honestly, honestly, if you can get it to me like on Monday, May sixteenth. Okay. And then we, and then we talk on like later Tuesday afternoon, and that would okay. be fine. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So on Tuesday, um, the seventeenth. Hold on. Do you want to just do the normal? I think we usually do one. Is that right? One central. We can do well on Tuesday. Earlier. Yeah, on Tuesday I'm, I'll be speaking oh, at the oh, event oh, oh. from one to yeah. two. You're so right. So if we could really... maybe do it Wednesday if you have anything. Wednesday might be better. Um, I have a ten thirty on Wednesdays. Um, so would later in the afternoon work for you, like after lunchtime? Um. 
Yeah, as long I just have to leave for the bus stop at like three forty. So as long as I'm free by three forty, I can do any time that day. Eastern. So if we did one central, that's two Eastern, right? Yes, that will be fine. That would work. Okay. Yeah. I always like to give you more time than normal in case we get over. Okay. Okay, and I'll put this in the notes. Um, but yeah, if you can send me, uh, and, and here's the thing: if you want to send me like the flow and like a sample of questions first, like I can review that okay. first. Okay. Yeah, that and would then, be good. That way, I don't get too deep into something that's maybe not what you're thinking. <laughs> right, 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 right. You right. know. And okay. to be honest, it's going to be easier for you to do the questions first per chapter, not even trying to integrate it into the content. Um, so if you want to do that first, um, and then what I'm asking for by the 16th is you actually taking the approved framework and adjusting the manuscript into it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that way um, we can make the most use of our call time because, I, I, as you know, I prefer to review the stuff before the calls so that we're just focusing right. on strategy during it so I don't waste sure. time. Cool. Okay, awesome. Okay. I'm so excited. All right. I'm excited. Me too. Thank you. You're welcome, and you have a great rest of your day. Okay, you too. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.